We started this Sunday uh, class back in April of 2020, a few weeks after uh, the pandemic really uh, kicked in. Over this past more than a year now, of course, uh, a primary interest in teaching what I've taught in the class or a primary intention in teaching what I've taught has been to uh, uh, speak to where we are and what we're going through and how we can use the tools that the Buddha teaches us to move through this period. Uh, to make the most of our lives always and during this period doing that. Uh, and we continue on in that effort. We continue on in that effort. There's still, there's still work to do. Huh. Uh, I think these days there may be uh, a thought or a sentiment that we might have uh, that uh, things, are, things are improving. Uh, thanks to the vaccines and efforts that people have made. And uh, we may be thinking that, you know, now it's time to go back to the way it used to be. You know, now it's time to go back to the way it used to be. But the truth, of course, is things are never the way they used to be. Things are never the way they used to be. And there's really no going back to the way that it used to be. You know, the days ahead, today, tomorrow, the days ahead uh, will be different, you know, will be different and will be like anything that we've ever known. And we don't know what they'll be like. Other than to say that we, 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 we can be pretty sure that uh, they won't be the way that they used to be. Uh, I mean, this is just the nature of the way things are. This is just the way the nature of things are. Uh, things are always in a process of change. Things are never the way they used to be. You know? Every day is different than the day before. Every moment is different than the day before that, uh, than the moment before that, excuse me. Uh, you know, it may be a little more striking for us now uh, that uh, uh, the truth of change uh, but this is the way things always are. Sometimes it seems like, you know, it just it goes on from day to day and it's always the same. But if we pay really close attention, we see that that's not true. You know, uh, as we go through these days to come, uh, it'll become evident to us that, you know, there's no going back to the way that it used to be. And, 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 and that may, may cause agitation for us. You know, and the process of change is always one that we find uh, difficult and can be anxiety producing. So it's important to understand that this is the way things are. Uh, the truth of change is, is, is one of the most important truths that the Buddha asks us to, to understand and to, and, 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 to, and, and to live by these laws of nature, uh, the law of anicca, impermanence. As the Buddha said, anicca vata sankara, all things are in a process of change. We always like to talk about these two elements of change, that all things are uh, in this constant process of change. They arise, they change, they pass. They arise, they change, they pass. Uh, 
And it's just like the day arises, it changes, it passes. It arises, it changes, it passes. And no arising is ever repeated. So things are always in a process of arising, changing, and passing, and no arising is ever repeated. Nothing is ever repeated. Nothing is ever the same as it was before. Nothing is ever the same as it was before. I used to do this uh, little exercise uh, when we used to, when I used to teach this years ago in, in my in my apartment. Uh, uh, you know, uh, over on uh, 16th Street and Avenue B, and, and maybe one or two of you might have been there. And I would, I mean, I would kind of torture people because I would say, "All right, we're going to listen to this song," and I play like a Beatles song, you know, like one that everybody kind of knew. I won't mention any songs because I don't want people to get it in your head. But uh, you know, I play a song, and I'd say, "Listen to it," you know. And most people probably have listened to this song a million times, and then I play it again, and I would say. Did you see how it was different than the time that I played it before? And we think, well, that song is recorded. It's the same every time. But every time you listen to it is different. Every time you listen to it is different. The conditions are different. And that changes the way the song is received by you and heard and understood. Uh, so, you know, and I, I think it was kind of a good exercise, you know. Uh, Everything is always in a process of change and nothing is ever repeated. We never step into the same river twice. And, 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 and of course the Buddha asks us to begin to develop this understanding how, just the way we did in the meditation, by paying attention to the breath. Paying attention to the breath. You know, this, this is you know, the nuance of step two, to use the parlance of uh, downtown meditation community and the way that we've taught meditation over the past you know, many years, uh, see that each breath is different, the Buddha says. See that each breath represents an arising, a changing, and a passing. And no breath is the same as the breath that came before that. You know, and of course, people would say, as they start to engage in this process, every breath is the same. I don't see any difference in the breath. Every breath is the same. You know, and it couldn't be further than the truth, uh, but we have to learn to see that. I mean, the, seeing that with the breath is seeing it in the most refined way. And of course, if the Buddha, the Buddha said, if you can see that in the breath and understand that by looking at the breath and then the body, then you can understand it in terms of all of your experience. This is why that step is part of the reason why that step is so important. So today we looked at the breath, seeing, okay, there's the breath. And then seeing how the breath changes from breath to breath. Even during the course of the breath, the breath changes. The breath that you're breathing right now is different than the breath that you, that you breathed before that. And then, of course, you see that the body is in the a constant process of change. And the way the body is right now is different than it was when the sitting ended or the beginning of the sitting or when you got up this morning or the way that it was yesterday. If you pay really close attention you know, you understand that, you know, it's not an intellectual understanding, it's an understanding that you gain through clear seeing and that ultimately you know in the heart that all things are in a process of change. So periods of change, transition, can be challenging, can be difficult, they can be stressful. You know, every day is a process of change uh, 
certain times we go through different transitions uh, that are sort of emblematic of, of, of uh, rather striking or uh, more blatant type of change. So this transitional period that we may be going through, uh, being sort of in the midst of this pandemic and in lockdown and then coming out of that, you know, some of the folks in, in Germany have been in a really uh, strict lockdown. Uh, you know, we've all kind of our lives, you know, kind of shut down to some extent. And now we're kind of going into another phase of people are going back to work and, you know, people are taking off their masks and, and interacting. You know, I've had more interaction with people in the last couple of weeks with friends and family, you know, that I hadn't had in over a year. You know, uh, you know, went to went to a restaurant with one of my closest friends on Friday. You know, first time I was at a restaurant over in a year. You know, I mean, all these changes. Uh, so, you know, this is a period of transition, and many of many of the things that we're going through are, you know, you know, wonderful things to be able to see friends and to be able to do things. Uh, but periods of transition can be challenging can be stressful, they can be difficult. So I, I think that, you know, and I don't mean to be the, you know, the harbinger of, of difficult news, and you probably have already figured this out, but it's more about be on your toes, be on your toes. My sense of it is, uh, my understanding of it is, is that, you know, the days that lie ahead may be some of the hardest days that we go through during this process of the pandemic. You know, we may be meeting some of the hardest days that we've had to, to meet in the days that come ahead. Uh, you know, the, the past year for many of us was kind of like this period of hibernation, right? You know, where we kind of hunkered down and how many people have said to me, oh, I really liked the last year. I didn't have to go out. I didn't have to interact with anybody. You know, I didn't have to. You know, it was great kind of being at home and not doing anything, you know. Uh, and, you know, and it was kind of, even though every day, of course, is a process of change, it was a process of maybe not doing so much, you know. Uh, now, you know, we're going through this real shift, right? You know, this significant shift, this significant change. So even we may perceive these things as being positive and good, uh, they may conduce to stress, you know. Uh, um, emotional states of uncertainty and anxiety and agitation. You know, I mean, for a while there, you know, in the heart of the last year, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, I mean, every day and every moment is uncertain, but, you know, I know what, I know what tomorrow is going to be like. I don't even have to think about what I need to wear. Same pair of sweatpants, put my hoodie on, you know, a couple of pair of woolly socks, you know, and, you know, maybe maybe order a little food online, but, you know, it's like, I don't have too much to do today, you know? Now it's sort of kind of this re-engagement in life for many of us, and uh, although that's a great thing, uh, it conduces to feelings of uncertainty and anxiety and agitation. Sometimes we talk uh, in this practice of going through an adolescent phase, so I think, you know, we may be, many of us, going through this sort of adolescent phase uh, you know, of, of re-engaging with the world. Uh, 
And uh, I also think there's a lot of kind of stuff that we've been holding on to, you know, holding on to it, holding on to it, holding on to it. And, you know, we've tried to work really hard in this class over the last year, of not holding on to what you may be apt to hold on to if it's a different emotional states. But there may be certain uh, agitation and anger and fear that now that we're kind of moving that back out into the world a little bit more, uh, we may have to uh, recognize. I was thinking of uh, you know, T.S. Eliot, you know, in The Wasteland, you know, he begins it, you know, April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain, you know, stirring dull roots with spring rain. April is the cruelest month. I know it's May, you know, uh, but he's talking about, you know, how difficult, you know, I mean, spring is kind of that, we're going, you know, spring is difficult. It's a change, you know, you're going, everything is changing. You know, it's changing. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire. Perfect, and perfect lines of poetry, you know, mixing memory and desire. Oh, this is the way it was. I wanted to go back to the way it was. Stirring dull roots with spring rain. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, again, whatever I've taught, you know, during this period of time, and always what I teach is, 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 you know, in response to what I see, you know, and I see this in the world, and I see that how people are kind of stumbling and, and struggling with kind of going back into the world, you know? Uh, and I see this in, in people that I talk to, you know, the, the Dharma students that I've talked to, uh, my friends that I've talked to, family members that I've talked to, and I see it in myself, you know, and I see it in myself, the kind of the stress of going back into life and, and emerging again into life, re-emerging into life. So, as Dharma students, of course, we have our skills, you know, so, uh, you know, this is the way that it is, and we are going through a period of change and transition, but we have skills, you know, we have skills that enable us to move through the difficulty and, 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 and ultimately, you know, take advantage of the opportunity, you know, because, because the other side of it, and, you know, maybe we'll talk more about that next week, is the opportunity that a period of transition offers to us. So we use these skills to deal with what may be coming up that may be difficult. Uh, you know, and, and, and we can always kind of harken back to the, the very simple acronym that I've been kind of uh, uh, preaching over the last year of ABC, Awareness, Breath, and Compassion. You know, bring awareness to what you're experiencing. Be sensitive to what you're experiencing. You know? you know, part of that being sensitive to what you're experiencing means, you know, th there's an element of, of intentionality or proactivity in doing that. You know, so it's kind of asking. You know, I mean, I'm here to kind of nudge you to do that, you know? You know, like, check and see what's going on with you, you know? Uh, but, you know, I'm only here for you. I mean, I can be here for you more. You can always, we can always talk, but, uh, you know, it's Sunday, you know, we'll see you guys next Sunday, but during the week, you know, you've got to ask and you've got to look. How is the heart today? Is there agitation? Is there apprehension? Are, is there uncertainty? What's coming up for me emotionally? Is there stress? Is there disease? 
Right? These are the things that we practice in the meditation with the breath and looking at our different emotions, but over the course of our weeks and, and to come, you know, be sensitive to what you're experiencing. You know, because a lot of times this stuff will catch, you know, it's like, oh, this is great, I'm going back to things, you know, and you don't notice the agitation and the stress that may be there. So, so just be sensitive to what's coming up, see it. And you, and, you know, the beauty of it is, is you don't need to do much else, but just see it, bring simple awareness. Just bring awareness to it. The awareness is healing. The awareness, you go from, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm uncertain about what to do to there's uncertainty, you know, or I'm stressed out about having to do this thing that I haven't done in a year. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's, there's agitation, there's stress. So, you know, just bringing this simple awareness to it is, is healing and uh, really you change your relationship to what's arising, but you have to bring awareness to what's arising. So if it's stress or uncertainty, doubt, anger, fear, uh, bring awareness to it, bring awareness to it. The second part of the acronym, of course, is the breath, which means having a good home for the mind. You know, having a good home for the mind. Uh, you know, when we have this good home for the mind and we're able to keep the mind on the breath, we call that equanimity. You know, you know, that's that quality of concentration that we've been working to develop in our meditation practice that, uh, that, that entails being able to keep the mind where we want to keep it no matter what. And, and what that means in good part is that during periods of change and transition, we're able to keep our spot. You know, we're able to maintain our steadiness and an even temperedness during periods of transition. So... Uh, remember those four steps for cultivating equanimity, you know, using the breath. First, recognizing that you're in a process of change. You know, you know, cultivating equanimity begins with recognizing that, you know, you're in a state and a condition that requires equanimity. You're in a process of change. You know, so to recognize that. So to recognize that. Uh, the second step is to, is anicca sankara, you know. This is the way life is. Life is this constant process of change. Nothing is happening that's untoward. There is no going back to the way things were. You know, life is going to be, and my days are going to be, reflective of the truth of impermanence. And this is the way that it is. The heart understands that, but you have to move yourself towards that understanding in the heart by using some kind of fabrication in the service of reminding yourself that anicca watasankara, impermanent are all conditioned things. This is the way that it is in this life. This is the way that it is in this life. Uh -huh. Uh, and then we incline to that quality of equanimity. We've been talking about this in this class, inclining to the quality of inner strength, the ability that you have to keep your spot, that I have equanimity, I have this ability, I have this inner strength, and the ability to remain even tempered and, and centered. You know, a lot of times, again, we, you know, we have this quality uh, that we just you know, we don't, we neglect it, you know, so we, we, we have to rely on this quality of inner strength. And then we stay present, you know, step four, by using the breath to anchor ourselves in the present moment. You know, we keep our spot, we keep ourselves in the present moment uh, by, by using the breath as our anchor. You know, that's your anchor as you go through the days, as you go through the turbulent days to come, you know, or the turbulent life to be, uh, we have the breath 
so that we can maintain our center. We tend to lose our present moment awareness in times of transition. You know, we tend to lose present moment awareness. We tend to lose focus in times of transition. So this is sort of very important to remember. So we used to talk about this and I guess we're still talking about it, just even with the breath, right? You tend to lose the breath when you're feeling the breath in breath meditation, either at that transition point between the in-breath and the out-breath, or the transition point between the out-breath and the next in-breath. That's when you tend to lose the breath, period of transition. Well, we used to talk about this a lot in walking meditation. You know, you do your walking meditation, you walk 15 steps one direction, you stop, you turn, you walk back, 15 steps in another direction, and when you tend to lose the focus is, is in the transition, when you turn around, right? So you walk to the end of your length, and we would always say, really pay attention to the breath when you're turning around, because that's when you tend to lose your focus. You tend to lose your focus in those periods of transition. Yeah. Uh, because they are periods of transition, we get caught in an emotional quality, we get distracted, and we lose our focus. So, you know, it's really important to, uh, to remember that, you know, you're in this period of transition and you need to keep your focus, you need to keep your center. And then the third part of the acronym, of course, is compassion. You know, to have compassion for ourselves, for all the challenges that we've gone through over the past year plus, you know, and for the challenge of, of this transition, you know. You know, going through this adolescent phase, if you will. You know, it's hard being an adolescent. You know, I can, I, I can remember back that far, you know, and how hard that was. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, it's, I love that metaphor, you know, and to give credit where it's due. I mean, that's Tanisara Biko's phrase, the adolescent, because that's where ten, things tend to change, you know. You know, in our lives is when we're adolescents, right? You know, but if we have that center and that grounding, you know, and that support and that love, you know, and we, you know, as, as adolescents, we kind of need that from our parents, you know, if we don't have that center and that grounding and that love, you know, it's really difficult and really challenging. And, you know, we don't go through that transition and end up, you know, in good places, you know. So, you know, as, as Dharma students, you know, we, 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 we provide, uh, we, we support each other, of course, with that kind of center and grounding and love, but ultimately it comes from within, you know that we have a center within and we have compassion for ourselves, you know, as we go through these periods of change. You know, we recognize that this is the way life is and there's sickness, aging, death, and there's separation, you know. I mean, I mean, last year is that in a nutshell, right? Sickness, aging, death, and separation, you know. So, you know, we, re we recognize we have compassion for what we've gone through. We have compassion for ourselves for the challenges of the transitions that we're all going through and just compassion for, you know, being in this human body and in this human life, which uh, offers us uh, great opportunities for joy and happiness, but uh, is also e extremely challenging and difficult because of the truth of this life, which includes change and sickness and aging and death and separation. You know, and then of course we can have an intention to, to meet the days to come and shape our lives going forward from the heart with compassion and with loving kindness. And as I already said, I'll speak to that more next week.
So all in the way of saying, I, I feel like this is like a really important time for us. It's a crossroads. It's a crossroads. I mean, I think in my life when I've come to like, you know, sometimes crossroads are, are foisted upon you, you know, uh, you know, and it was like that kind of analogy of the crossroads, you know, and I think of times in my life when I came to crossroads and, uh, and I didn't manage them so skillfully, you know, I think when I graduated college, you know, I was pretty much at bay and I didn't know what I wanted to do and, uh, and I didn't have skills or even when I graduated high school, really, you know, those kinds of crossroads when I didn't have skills, I didn't have guidance. And, uh, you know, I, I, I went in a direction uh, that led me to a lot of difficulty and challenge and pain and suffering in my life. The good part of that was, of course, you know, eventually I came to the Dharma because I was in so much pain and that was a crossroads too. And, you know, I was blessed, you know, I was blessed at that point to be able to, to find these teachings and find teachers and find other uh, people to practice with. So this is a crossroads, you know, when we come to a crossroads, you know, often the choice is, you know, to go towards suffering or to go towards growth, to a new happiness to be able to take the opportunity that a crossroads offers us towards moving to uh, a new life and, and, and a new way of being in the world. So, uh, you know, again, all in the way of saying it and saying, uh, you know, stay with the practice, stay with the practice, you know. Uh, you know, there may be this tendency and there often is in periods of transition you know, I just don't have time to practice. You don't realize I've got to meet up with people now and I'm going back to work and I got to do this. And, you know, it was great during the pandemic because I had all day to practice the Dharma. But, you know, now it's like you really need it now. You know, I mean, this might, you know, I mean, this is really important that, you know, this is not the time to let up. This is not, not I'll tell you when it's time to let up, but don't hold your breath. Uh, so, uh, you know, this, but this is, this is not it. This is not the time to let up. Yeah. This is not the time to let up. Uh, you know, because because we need this, we need the practice, you know, and we need each other, you know, uh, to work through the challenges that periods of transition can can offer to us, but also so that we can shape our lives, you know, and take this opportunity to shape the, our lives to move towards a greater happiness.